BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy last year by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Hey, it's Will Friedle. And Sabrina Bryan. And we're the hosts of the new podcast, Magical Rewind. You may know us from some of your favorite childhood TV movies like My Date with the President's Daughter. And the Cheetah Girls movies. Together, we're sitting down to watch all the movies you grew up with and chat with some of your favorite stars and crew that made these iconic movies happen. So kick back, grab your popcorn, and join us. Listen to Magical Rewind on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Brought to you by State Farm. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Shall I take your order, or do you need a minute? Yes, I'll be ready. Just buying a car on Carvana. What? It's super convenient. I already got pre-qualified in two minutes. All I had to do was answer a few questions. What? That's handy. Yeah. Now I'm customizing my down and monthly payments. What? That's an exquisite deal. And just like that, Carvana's delivering my car in a couple days. What? Oh, yeah. Uh, Sorry, I'll have the burrito. Visit Carvana.com to finance your next car. Financing subject to credit approval. Delivery fees may apply. Welcome to today's edition of the Clay Travis and Buck Sexton Show podcast. Welcome in, Clay Travis, Buck Sexton Show. You know, Buck, some days there ain't a lot of topics, not a lot of news going on. Today, we have got so much to dive into. Whoopi Goldberg suspended over her inaccuracies, let's say, as it pertains to the Nazi era in Germany. The White House is demanding that Joe Rogan be regulated. Jeff Zucker at CNN is out over an undisclosed relationship. This is a big deal. 300,000 jobs were lost in January of 2022. That compares to an expectation that 200,000 jobs would be added. The Bidas touch continues to fall apart. Army soldiers who refuse a COVID vaccine that we know does not work against Omicron will be immediately discharged. Uh, But Buck, the story that is ricocheting everywhere, and he's doing his uh, media roundtables right now, CBS, NBC, ESPN, basically every direction you look, former Miami Dolphins head coach Brian Flores has sued the NFL alleging racial discrimination in coaching. And I know you are not a monster NFL fan, far from it, Buck, but you also, I mean, this this story has ricocheted through so much of the media establishment that it's almost impossible to ignore. I went on Fox and Friends this morning and talked about it from a legal perspective, but I want to start with this, Buck. Even you are like, wow, this is kind of a big story. Yeah, of course. Well, because it comes, Clay, at a time where there's already this huge national conversation because of Biden explicitly declaring, right. and as you have rightly pointed out, that over 95% of lawyers or people from the legal profession will not even be thought of as a possible Supreme Court pick. And we also have the case making its way through the Supreme Court, and I believe we are going to get a decision here in June that will say affirmative action. I mean, this is plain letter of the law stuff. Affirmative action is not equal protection under the law. 
it should be and is unconstitutional that there was a time because of whether it's, you know, liberal white guilt or whatever the rationalization was that people preferred a certain policy outcome with affirmative action does not make it constitutional flatly, uh, plainly, clearly. So with all of that background, now we have, and I, I thought it was fascinating, Clay, because I was learning, you know, this is, the great thing is when I have a sports thing that comes into the realm of just breaking news, you know, top five stories, let's say. I'm like, Clay, explain. And it's like Encyclopedia Clay goes to work. And then I feel like I know what's going on. One of the things that's remarkable is this guy saying that these things that we were hearing him say after he had already been paid, after, he, you know, multi-million dollar contracts to be a head coach, right? After he had already done all this tremendously rarefied and highly successful stuff in the NFL. Now he's saying that he's being discriminated against. And in fact, he always feels like he has to be better than his uh, better than his counterparts based on uh, where does this come from? So the complaint is a mess. And and this is me analyzing it from a legal perspective. Uh, He alleges that he is being racially discriminated against. Now, background for Brian Flores At the age of 38 years old, after having the job title of linebackers coach for the New England Patriots and uh, and Bill Belichick, who is roundly considered uh, the greatest NFL coach of all time. He if you work for Bill Belichick, you have a very good chance of getting a head coach job somewhere. That has been the case for many people, white or black. So Brian Flores gets hired at the age of 38 years old to a multi-million dollar head coaching contract with the Miami Dolphins. He is there for three years, and he just got fired in the offseason. That surprised some people, but there was a lot of behind-the-scenes issues evidently inside of Miami, both with player and coach relationships, that the head, uh, the owner there, Stephen Ross of the, of the Dolphins, a billionaire, decided to move on and hire a new coach. Then, uh, Brian Flores is interviewing. There are... Right now, five open head coaching jobs in the NFL. Lots of guys got fired. And he is interviewing for the New York Giants. And Brian Dayball is hired, who is the offensive coordinator of the Buffalo Bills. And there is an allegation that, based on a text message from Bill Belichick, that Brian Flores was not really considered for the job that they already knew who they were going to hire. Uh, He also says that several years ago, he had an interview with the Denver Broncos. And he alleges that John Elway, who is one of the great quarterbacks in NFL history and an executive with the Broncos, uh, was hung over and that he didn't feel like he was taken very seriously. Based on those details, he's arguing that he has been racially discriminated against. Now, to me, when I read this complaint and I read the complaint, there's almost no evidence of racial discrimination in this entire complaint. That is, I don't know about you, Buck, I've gone on interviews before where I haven't gotten the job for what I interviewed for. And uh, and that was disappointing. And sometimes I felt like the guy that they ended up hiring, they knew that they wanted that guy most likely beforehand. I bet almost everybody out there has been in a situation where you've gone for a job interview and you have thought, hey, I'm probably not going to get this, but I want to try to prove that I'm worthy of the job anyway. There's actually a storyline for fans of the show The Office, which I, I do think is a, is a great show for whatever that's, oh, whatever it's that's worth fantastic. out there. There's a storyline where Michael Scott, who is played by uh, Steve Carell, I think amazingly well, goes in for an interview for uh, you know the Dunder Mifflin executive role. And later on in the deposition, it comes out that 
he was never really under consideration for the job, but they wanted to give him the shot, right? So this is this is not a new thing in corporate America where you go in for an interview and they think they already have somebody else picked. And let me just say, unless there is actually, I mean, to your point about the legalities of this and the reality of it contractually and otherwise, unless they've, unless they've already made an offer, even if they think they know who they're going to pick, the willingness to give you an interview always leaves open the possibility that minds will be changed. So there's also an assumption built into all of this um, that that it couldn't even if they had or maybe they could make an offer and even rescind it if they found a better candidate based upon, you know, whatever the contractual agreement is they put forward initially. So we've all been I mean, we've all been. Yes. This. And by the way, in the media world. Everything that we deal with, Clay, at some level is 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 unfair, meaning that there's a lot of subjectivity. There's a lot of who's going to be this, who's going to be the next big that. And you just learn to do the best you can and deal with it. You don't turn around and always just claim that there is some force arrayed against you, especially if you've been remarkably successful as this guy. I mean, 38 years old, multimillionaire, head coach of the NFL, doesn't get the job he wants, and now the NFL is racist based on what? And I mean, speaking of, of what this guy's been saying, I mentioned to you, he, he's going around now as part of his TV tour. He's all over the media saying that he always thinks he has to be better than his colleagues to be in the same place. Based on what? Where does that come from? I mean, that's also the job of competition. You have to be better than your colleagues in the NFL oh. in order to win. That's sports. Oh, no, but, but he means he has yeah. to be better just to be on the same playing field as other. Yeah. Essentially saying, I, I for me to be a head coach, I had to be ten times the head coach of other head coaches. Is basically the subtext here. That's based on what? Yeah, and look, here's the other thing. These are important facts, I think, too, uh, because we live in a – I've told you this, Buck – Nobody is pushing back against Brian Flores on any of these interviews, right? Every single sports media person presumes that he is the victim of racial discrimination. And no one is actually saying, okay, Brian Flores, if you're so discriminated against, how did you get a head coaching job at the age of 38 and become a multimillionaire? Uh, and also, by the way, how is it that you were poised to get another head coaching job? You just didn't get the one that you wanted with the Giants. And that's also... There is no business, Buck, in the history of the world that has created more black millionaires than the NFL. Truly, in the history of the world, 70-some-odd percent of all NFL players are black. And really what this comes down to is an argument that there needs to be more black coaches. It's very similar to the Supreme Court, honestly, where... It, you almost get the sense that there is an idea that there needs to be a quota. But what's fascinating about this to me is, first of all, everybody in America should be able to compete evenly to be an NFL head coach, right? White, black, Asian, Hispanic. That's what I believe. Uh, the black population is around 12% of the overall population. So they are widely, wildly overrepresented as NFL players, but most coaches start at the age of 22 or 23 and work themselves up for decades to be eligible to become a head coach. Well, so to me, the, the overall head coaches in the NFL should roughly approximate not what the player percentage is, because most players never become coaches, but what the overall population of interested coaches are in the United States. And let's remember, I mean, the NFL is uh, professional sports is one of the few places where you have 
a meritocracy in real time with real consequences. Yes. I mean, I, I do know enough about it. I, I grew up watching the Knicks, and I'm, uh, my family are Giants fans, and so I've, I've played, I spent way too much time in my mind watching professional sports, but I've seen enough to know what goes on, and I'm aware of the size of the contracts, Clay. When, you, when you're paying somebody, uh, you know, I mean, I just saw like Neymar, the soccer player, sign a $200 million contract. Yes. Okay. When you're paying somebody in the NFL, I mean, that's soccer, granted, but that's, uh, you know, there are a hundred million dollar guys in the NFL. Exactly. When you're paying someone a hundred million dollars, you just want the best. You're yes. doing everything you can to get the absolute best. And so when you're trying to assess, and there's always going to be some degree of subjectivity. That's what I meant about the media aspect, right? Like we have tons of super talented colleagues in media on TV and radio and podcasts, whatever. And you know, it's not a perfect business, but you have to be good, but there are going to be some decisions made in the NFL. They're putting the best players they can possibly get out on the field because there's a lot of money in it, and there's a lot of money in winning. And, and there's when no BS to, on it. You can it, tell who's better or not. And and who, you know, you, you see this, and it's like, well, you know, what 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 NFL franchise is is having a coach come forward that they think would be the best fit for them and would make them, you know, millions, would affect the price of the franchise, perhaps billions, like hundreds of millions of dollars over, over years, over a decade, and say... Yeah, but I'm, you know, we're just still a little racist, so we're not going to hire that guy. It just defi- it just defies comprehension, especially given what you see with the players in the field, where they're like, who's the best tight end? Who's the best quarterback? Who's the best wide receiver? And that's all that matters, right? But with coaching, all of a sudden, they're going to take a different approach? I don't buy it. I, You're 100% right there. And, Buck, even if some teams were doing that, then by being not racist, you would gain a competitive advantage, right? If there are teams out there that are taking talented minority coaches off the board because of racism, okay, I don't believe that's happening, but if it were happening, then you would have a competitive advantage against them because you would be able able to hire those coaches and your team would win more. It's not only that racism is wrong, it's that purely on a competitive basis – if it if a, your competitor is racist, you would get to beat them more often. And I just don't buy, based on how competitive every scintilla of the NFL is, that any team is choosing not to go with the best possible candidate, whether it's for a kicker or whether it's for a GM or whether it's for a quarterback or whether it's for a coach. This year, make the Valentine's gifts you choose really soft. I mean really soft and comfortable. We're suggesting you get Tommy John loungewear, pajamas, and underwear for the special someone in your life. Look, Tommy John makes you that much more comfortable so you can do everything better. You're going to find out that Tommy John doesn't just have customers when you get this stuff. They've got fanatics. You're likely to become one, too. Tommy John loungewear makes you feel particularly at ease every time you wear it. You're going to go out of your way to find an excuse to put on Tommy John. I'm wearing it every day I do radio these days. My favorite T-shirts, my favorite hoodies. Uh, it's just the best stuff. I love the pajama pants, too. You got to try it. With over 17 million pairs sold, Tommy John has made couples across the country comfier than ever. Let them do the same for you and your Valentine. Plus, there's no risk. Every gift is backed by Tommy John's best pair you'll ever wear, or it's free guarantee. Get $20 off your order of $100 or more right now at TommyJohn.com slash buck. Order today in time for Valentine's Day. That's TommyJohn.com slash buck. For $20 off, tommyjohn.com slash buck. For $20 off, see site for details. Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. 
jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio, and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. There is a great evil taking place in our society. Since 1973, over 64 million babies' lives have been taken. Preborn is dedicated to saving these precious lives. And every day, the staff members at Preborn Clinics rescue 200 babies and help women in crisis by sharing light, love, and a free ultrasound. That changed my life, just from that ultrasound picture. You see, when an expectant mother meets her precious baby on ultrasound and hears their heartbeat, she is twice as likely to choose life for her baby. Would you join me and Preborn in rescuing babies' lives? One ultrasound is just $28, and for $140, you can sponsor five ultrasounds helping to rescue five babies' lives. To donate securely, use your cell phone and dial pound 250 and say the keyword baby. That's pound 250 saying baby or go to preborn.com slash buck. That's preborn.com slash buck. You will never regret saving a baby's life. Visit preborn.com slash buck, sponsored by Preborn. Hey there, it's Ryan Seacrest for Safeway. Head in store and shop for all your favorite personal care essentials to earn four times rewards points. Shop for products from Olay, Always, Gillette, Vicks, and Crest. Plus, check out new items like Mr. Clean Magic Eraser Ultra Thick Multi-Surface Cleaner. No more sponges or other cleaning products needed. And Head & Shoulders Bare Soothing Hydration Shampoo, a new kind of anti-dandruff shampoo with only nine ingredients. Offer expires March 26. Restrictions apply. Promotions may vary. Visit Safeway.com for more details. Welcome back into the Clay and Buck Show. My oh my, a big day in the news. We discussed Whoopi Goldberg suspended for two weeks from The View. I'm glad The View exists because it provides a lot of comedic relief for this show, the Clay and Buck Show. So I don't want it to go away. Kind of how I feel about CNN. Oh, wait, CNN also breaking news. Jeff Zucker is out. I don't want that to go away either. I want it to be there as something that we can show how crazy the libs are. Um, but we, we wanted to just continue on for a moment here with this discussion about um, the NFL and now this allegation from uh, former Dolphins head coach Brian Flores about racism. He's filed a lawsuit. I mean, Clay is all over this story, and I've been catching up all morning to make sure I kind of know some of the background about this. But this was pretty remarkable. Former NFL Players Association president on CNN, uh, George Martin, I believe is his name. Um, yes. He said, you know what, actually, Clay, I'm just going to let him say it. Yes. Play 16. The league is 70% black players. There is currently one black head coach. How do you see this? Well, it's a statistical anomaly, first of all, and there's no way to uh, justify that kind of uh, inequity. And that's something that uh, African-American players have and, and coaches have had to deal with for, for years now. And with this lawsuit, I mean, uh, it, it's obvious that Brian is going to become the Rosa Parks of the NFL, and rightly so. It took an inordinate amount of courage for him to to file this lawsuit and to stand up against one of the largest corporations in the world and, and talk about the fact that there is less opportunity for people of color than there are otherwise. So, so Clay, I just I'll say this because you know you you're you're a, a a truly unique and lone voice in the sports media world on these things in so many ways. First of all, this guy calling for Brian Flores as the Rosa Park, uh, no pushback, Buck, is, which is no pushback. Uh, that's the you know, course of what happens to, to be a multimillionaire former coach. You still you know likely to get a very senior and very highly paid uh, coaching position in the NFL. You know it's somehow similar to the fight against true racism and, and segregation in the South. I mean it's outrageous, but I'm just going to say, man. 
This is why, you know, conservatives, we go through these phases where we say they're kneeling, they're anti-cop in the NFL, they're anti-cop in the NBA, there's all this woke stuff. I'm never watching, you know, I have so many people that write me, I'm never watching the NFL again. I'm done with it, man. I, you know, and I feel like you fight it from the inside because you don't want to give up sports because you love sports. For me, I sit here and I see this, I see a lot of overpaid people who are ungrateful to the country that supports them and gave them this opportunity, and... I'm just, I, I don't know. I, I, I've had enough. I, I, I can't, I can't seem to get around it. We had that conversation a lot on the, the sports show back in the day. And my thing is, if you love something, and I understand if you're a casual, like, hey, I want to watch the it. NFL or I'm going to watch something on Netflix or whatever it might be. I'm a diehard sports fan. I'm always going to be a diehard sports fan. And so my perspective is if you love something, then you try and fight to preserve what you love in that. And what I love in sports is that all of us, white, black, Asian, Hispanic, gay, straight, male, female, can all pursue excellence by a common set of rules. And I love the feeling, Buck, and I'll never shake it, of being in an arena or being in a stadium watching your favorite team play and how it brings everyone together. I'm I'm just I'm never going to lose that feeling and I'm never going to lo- lose that desire to try to make sports something that everybody can enjoy. But when I see the lawsuit like what Brian Flores is saying here, Buck, he is selling the idea that the NFL is fundamentally a racist organization and I think it's 100% the opposite of that. Because the NFL as I've said has made more black millionaires than ever before. They have lifted tons of people out of poverty and allowed them to have better lives than they otherwise would have in so many different facets of future life after football. Just disappointing to see what I believe are lies here. Who can predict the stock market accurately? Who can predict the world's events and the effects on our economy? Well, no one can. But you can control when it comes to how much you protect the value of your savings and IRA accounts. For many people, protection outcomes in the form of real gold. As precious as real gold is, it's now available to own and to hold and to use to protect the value of your savings account. I rely on the Oxford Gold Group for my purchases. They made sense when, of it when I first started working with them a couple of years ago. It's so easy to purchase real gold. I take possession of it, store it away securely, and I know that I have it. Our partners, the Oxford Gold Group, have been doing this for thousands and thousands of people every month. Nothing like real gold arriving on your doorstep. Call them right now, 833-404-GOLD, and let the Oxford Gold Group uh, talk to you about how you can have real gold in your IRA and delivered right to your door. That's the Oxford Gold Group, 833-404-GOLD, 833-404-G-O-L-D. Welcome back in, Clay Travis, Buck Sexton Show. All right, with everything else going on, and by the way, you can make an argument that Brian Flores, the Miami Dolphin coach, is the new Colin Kaepernick, that he decided there was more money to be made by calling everyone racist in the NFL than there was by actually being employed by the NFL. We'll see what happens going forward. But speaking of racism, uh, Whoopi Goldberg, two-week suspension, Buck Sexton, at The View. There now are reports that Whoopi is furious that she has been suspended for two weeks. Uh, and I'm sort of torn on this, Buck, because on the one hand, I abhor cancel culture more than anything other than identity politics. I think those are the twin pillars of the Democratic Party right now. 
And so whether you're a Democrat, Republican, independent, I hate to see somebody lose their job for something that they say, even if it's stupid, like what Whoopi Goldberg uh, said, because it just further reinforces the precedent of cancel culture. On the other side, Buck, I understand the argument from people out there who say, hey, if they're going to insist on cancel culture rules, then we have to apply them as steadfastly as possible to left-wingers as they try to do to right-wingers, whether it's Gina Carano getting fired by Disney for The Mandalorian or Roseanne Barr getting fired uh, by Disney as well. Both of those women were fired, and now Whoopi Goldberg gets two weeks. Where do you kind of come down on the larger cancel culture battle yourself? You know, I think it's a great a great question because I go, I go back and forth. I mean, you're essentially, and a lot of people I know on the right, because we, we we want essentially mutually assured destruction that then transitions into a society yes. that allows for grace, forgiveness, and some sense of, of just decency toward each other. But where do you draw that line? And so I, I don't think there's a simple answer, right? I don't think that there's a straightforward, we let the, because the left will let the left get away with so much more. By the way, Whoopi Goldberg, if she were, first of all, I mean, to say that if she were a conservative, it's almost, she wouldn't, you know, she wouldn't be where she is in so many ways. She'd be fired. She wouldn't be suspended. If one of us, if one of us had made the, first of all, we're not as dumb as Whoopi Goldberg, at least not on that issue. If one of us had made the exact same argument that Whoopi Goldberg made, Whoopi Goldberg would demand that we be fired. If Joe Rogan had said it, if Tucker Carlson had said it, if Sean Hannity had said it, all of them on The View would have their long knives out and they would imagine, um, um, demand that we be fired. Right. I I, Look, I want to play rough with the commies, but I don't want us to become the commies, if you know what I mean. I I I think think that they they should suffer consequences, but I also don't want us to turn into the ideological infants that the left uh, represent these days in so many ways. So here's my sense of the whoopee thing. Oh, you know what we always say about facts, by the way? Because I said a bunch of numbers we're discussing. We did our our re, our actual history when we talked about this as soon as it broke. Um, all my numbers were correct. Uh, over 6 million Jews, over 11 million killed, about eight or 900,000, they don't know, um, European, formerly known as Gypsy, now known as Roma. I said 1.5 million Catholic, uh, Polish Catholics killed in the death camps. I believe it's actually closer to 3 million. So just, again, if I ever get any number wrong, I want to update it right away because I went back to check that because I don't know all the numbers offhand and I was doing that from the top of my head. Uh, but Clay, uh, to me, there's two there's two issues here. With, with There's Whoopi Goldberg, the person saying these things, and then there's the ideology that led her to say these things yeah. at some level. And what I mean by that is um, it sounded like Clay there for a second. Yeah, well, what I, I mean to say, that, that's, a, that's a Clayism, um, is you know, she just doesn't, I think at some level, she just doesn't know the history of the Second World War at all, really. I mean, you know, the very, very, very baseline truth of it. So there's, it's a mostly, if we're breaking this down, I think it's mostly ignorance on her part of the history. And so, you know, when people just don't know, I'm more likely to say, all right, I mean, they didn't, remember, I said at the time, I don't think that she meant to be, I truly believe this still, she didn't mean to be disrespectful. She's not going on the view and saying, I'm going to antagonize the Jewish people, um, not just in America, but around the world and make them think that, like, I have a maybe some kind of an anti-Semitic. I don't think that was her intent at all. But why would she say something so wrong? And it is because, and we touched on this as well, the American left has created a paradigm where the only racism in their minds is white against non-white and primarily and overwhelmingly white against black racism. There is no other historical framework for analysis 
of racism between different races, by the way, that don't involve, you know, European uh, whites at all. There's no analysis of racism that involves the Jews as a race that have been discriminated against, not just, you know, it, it's still to this day. And of course, then the genocide of the Holocaust. But going back to the time of you know Pharaoh and Egypt and you know, the Bible and I mean this kind of a big deal that the Jews have not been treated well if you've done any sort of historical research. But but, but the left has this campaign of you know everything gets fit into this you know it, it, there's no easy um, there's no easy overall descriptor for it but it's almost like the way that the 1619 project defines all of American history um, white on black racism is the only race issue that comes to mind for a Democrat leftist in good standing today. And I think that is part of what pushed Whoopi Goldberg to say something that would obviously be, because I, I really do, and, and we're being, I said she's, an, I've, I know people who are friends with her, I will say that, they say she's a nice person, you know, personally, and, I, and I, I will give her credit for that. And I don't think she meant to be disrespectful, I just don't think she knows any better, and I think the left is brainwashed on this issue. Do you know what I mean? That, that's how I, and what she said is really bad as a result of those two things. Yeah, to a large extent, it is a form of historical illiteracy that has allowed to flourish in the United States. And one of those ideas is, for instance, that the United States was the only place that ever had slavery, right? To to your point on the 1619 Project, slavery existed all over the world for tens of thousands of years. Virtually every person at some point in their lineage whether you're white, black, Asian, or Hispanic, had slaves in your background, right? Because slavery, whether it's in Rome, whether it's in Greece, whether it was all over Africa, all over Asia, if you beat another tribe of people, you very often took the men as slaves and you took the women as either wives or slaves as well. That is a historical reality from all over the world, right? And so I believe what has happened with the Democratic Party as they have embraced both cancel culture and identity politics is they have allowed America to be defined exclusively based on race. And that is based on slavery and racism, which is almost exclusively, Buck, being seen as white to black, right? There's no racism of black to Hispanic or Hispanic to Asian, even though my argument, and I think this would be a revolutionary argument if a political party would adopt it, is that racism exists in all races. And by the way, it exists inside of racial groups. Consider the way that, for instance, Hispanic, which is a broad categorization, how different groups of Hispanics see each other, how different groups of uh, Asian and black people and white people initially. I mean, look at the big battles that were fought in the United States, Buck, over immigration when it was Italians and Germans and people who didn't speak English coming into this country. My ancestors came into Brooklyn from Ireland during the potato famine, and there were Irish need not apply signs in stores, yes. you know, because the Irish were considered a criminal underclass and they were the less thans of Europe. I mean, the, and the, by the way, all the Italian Americans listening right now are like, oh, well, you think you had a bad. And by the way, all the Jewish Americans listening now are saying you think you had a I mean, Polish. You know, this is the reality. I mean, all of these different European ethnic groups were discriminated against if they didn't speak English or if they came from particular caste systems, if you want to describe it as that way. So this has been the story of American life. And what typically happens, and this is why the melting pot idea used to be a liberal idea, right, was we bring everybody to America, we're one big melting pot, we all end up ending up with the same values 
of lionizing American multiculturalism and everybody can have success regardless of what your background is. Now, what the Democrats argue is America is fundamentally broken and no one who is a minority can have success here because of the systemic racism and white supremacy which underlies everything. That's the argument they make. And it's one that I reject wholeheartedly. And ironically enough, it's one that even Barack Obama rejected wholeheartedly. If you go back and read his 2008 presidential campaign, it wasn't about cancel culture and it wasn't about identity politics at all. How often do you switch your cell phone carrier? It takes a lot for that to happen. Cell phone companies raise their prices and still we stick with them. You don't have to. You don't have to be chained to Verizon, AT&T, or T-Mobile. Instead, rely on Pure Talk to give you the same 5G service on the same network as one of those companies for a small fraction of the price. Think about it. A family of four on a Pure Talk plan is saving over $800 a year. Over a decade, that's eight grand in savings. Would you switch your cell phone provider right now if you could save eight grand and you could keep your phone and keep your number? Thanks to Pure Talk, you can be supporting a veteran-owned business and supporting a U.S.-based call center, too. Even if you use a ton of data, Pure Talk has you covered. You can get unlimited talk text, unlimited data with a hotspot for just $55 a month. Go to puretalk.com, find the plan that's right for you. No contracts, no smoke and mirrors, just pure transparency. For this month only, enter promo code PureTalk and you'll save an additional 25% off your first three months. That's puretalk.com, promo code PureTalk. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy last year by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. If babies in their mother's womb could speak, what would they say? In the absence of words, they share the sounds of their heart beating, telling you they're alive and growing. An unborn baby's heart is already beating at just three weeks. By five weeks, you can hear that heartbeat on ultrasound, and that's where Preborn's network of clinics step in. Preborn is the country's largest provider of free ultrasounds, and every day they rescue 200 babies' lives by connecting expectant mothers and children. Those are pregnant mothers deciding on life or abortion. Most often, they choose life. For just $28, you can provide one free ultrasound to help save a child's life. $140 will help rescue five babies' lives. Donate via cell phone. Dial pound 250 and say the keyword baby. That's pound 250 baby. Visit preborn.com slash buck. That's preborn.com slash B-U-C-K. Preborn has a 100% charity rating. Sponsored by Preborn. Hey there, it's Ryan Seacrest for Safeway. Now that spring is here, it's time to focus on self-care and revitalize your personal care routine. Now through March 26, head in store, shop for all your favorite personal care essentials, and earn four times rewards points. Shop for items like Crest toothpaste, secret deodorant, Old Spice deodorant, or Gillette razors. Offer expires March 26. Restrictions apply. Promotions may vary.
Visit Safeway.com for more details. I misspoke. And I tweeted about it last night, but I kind of want you to hear it from me directly. I said something that I feel a responsibility for not leaving unexamined because my words upset so many people, which was never my intention. And I understand why now. And for that, I am deeply, deeply grateful because the information I got was really helpful and helped me understand some different things. And while discussing how a Tennessee school board unanimously unanimously voted to remove a graphic novel about the Holocaust, I said that the Holocaust wasn't about race. And it was instead about man's inhumanity to man. But it is indeed about race because Hitler and the Nazis considered Jews to be an inferior race. Now, words matter, and mine are no exception. I regret my comments, as I said, and I stand corrected. That was Whoopi Goldberg with an apology. Remember the first night, welcome back to Clay and Buck Show. The first night she went on, I think it was Colbert, and tried to do the, well, I was kind of right, but I said it the wrong way thing. And now that the two-week suspension has come down, ABC has clearly said, no, you go on TV and do the I was totally wrong and apologize thing. She's getting suspended. She's probably going to get her um, apparently $100,000 a week salary. So, you know, it's it's good to be Whoopi Goldberg. on. She on gets $5 million a year for The View? Oh, yeah. And that's oh. I would have guessed that out of out of thin air. Yeah, that's that's I could have even been a little bit more. Remember, Chris Cuomo was getting like seven or eight million at CNN. Who cares? These guys are playing. Yeah, but at oh, least we'll he's get... at least I, he's solo on CNN. Right. She's like one of six or whatever it is on the View. But look at this. Look at this smooth transition. Oh, Chris Cuomo. It turns out CNN actually <laughs> has some cancel culture uh, situation, or not really cancel culture, just. Uh, I guess you could say the left likes this term consequence culture. That's how they try to get around it. Consequences over at CNN. Cuomo got fired. You remember that after his brother, the governor of New York, got fired. The anchor, he hates when he's called Fredo, which means a lot of people then call him Fredo. I call him bro Cuomo because he likes, you know, he's all about uh, making sure he gets the proper macro. He's pretty ripped. You know, he's he's pretty he's pretty ripped. He's actually, you know, he pays attention to uh, to the workouts. Point being. Now you got his buddy Jeff Zucker out at CNN, and there's more to this than I think meets the eye, and we're going to discuss that in in the top of the next hour. I spent some time inside the building at CNN, and uh, I have some sources still to this day inside CNN, and I can tell you that, oh my, it's uh, interesting how the pendulum has swung over there and what's going on. We'll discuss that in a second. But Clay, we got some great calls up. Let's take them. Who do we got? Yeah, let's go to Paul in Duluth, Minnesota. Paul, what you got for us? Yeah, I wanted to explain to Flores what a real statistical anomaly is. That would be 6% of the population being black males and 70% of the NFL players being black. So I have a proposal. Starting this draft season, for every black individual that's drafted in the NFL, a white player has to be drafted by that same team. One last thing, guys. If the NFL is so discriminatory in their hiring practice against blacks for head coaching positions, how the hell did you get hired as a head coach, Flores, dumbass? That is one of the questions that should be asked by a media source when he's making his allegations of racism. The question should be asked, okay, I understand your arguments here, but at 38 years old, you were hired, despite the fact, by the way, that you'd never been an offensive or a defensive coordinator. You were the linebackers coach at the time with the New England Patriots. 
you got a multi-million dollar job. If the NFL is so systemically racist against black head coaches, how do you explain your ability to get a job and have it for three years with the Miami Dolphins? And oh, by the way, how do you explain being a favorite to get one of the open head coaching jobs in this offseason? And to his point, that's why I think sports is the ultimate meritocracy because we don't demand that teams 100% reflect what the population might be. For instance, Buck, in 20 years, there hasn't been a white cornerback. Does that mean that the NFL is racist against white cornerbacks? Probably not. Not a lot of recent East Asian immigrants in the National Basketball Association, for example. Yes. I remember there was Jeremy Lin and there was, you know, Lin Sanity, and everybody was really excited about it because it was so rare. And there was Yao Ming, obviously, from China, but it's rare. So we bring this up merely because if we're going to start having this discussion, see, this is where it gets more complicated because the left likes to have this in the context of essentially white racism and the suppression of black merit in the workplace in a whole bunch of different, you know, contexts, whether it's professional sports, anywhere else. Okay, but what about expanding this then? Because if you're establishing a principle, which is that there has to be diversity and inclusion everywhere, why shouldn't there be diversity and inclusion in the NBA, the NFL, all these different professional sports leagues? And and forget about even just, you know, uh, whether it applies to white and black players. What about uh, Latino players? What about Asian players? What about all the different categorizations of race? What about women? There's never what? been a woman to make an NFL team. I mean, you know, is you, that you sexism? have to wonder at some point, wh- where does this stop? And here's the thing. I, we'd all sit there and say, Buck, but we just want to watch the best teams. We want to watch the best players. Exactly. And the thing about professional sports is when people are watching those teams, given the money and the attention and the prominence of these leagues, there is essentially an assumption baked into all this. This is the best that, we, that, that could be found anywhere at what they are doing. And that's a, that's a good thing. Right. That's a yes. thing that can bring everyone together. As you say, it's a pure meritocracy. They're pulling apart now. The left has been pulling apart meritocracy for a long time, and it always becomes inconsistent. I mean, it always turns into self-negation at some level, because how how do you apply this and where do you stop it? Be careful what you're destroying would be my my position here. The NFL has created more black millionaires than any business that has ever existed in the history of the world. By alleging that the NFL is racist against black people, you threaten to undermine the entirety of the league and its ability to make more millionaires in the future. And I, I would want what what is an acceptable percentage to that's Flores the question of coaches who should be black in the NFL? Is there a number? I'd like at, at what number is it acceptable? I mean, this is the conversation. By the way, the NFL, of course, is now just a microcosm of the discussion we're having because of the Supreme Court and because of affirmative action at the national level. What is acceptable? What diversity and inclusion means what? If it's a quota, let's talk about it. If it's not a quota, what is it? Anyway, we'll get into uh, CNN's problems, put it mildly, (laughs) in just a few moments. Clay Travis and Buck Sexton on the front lines of truth. Hey there, it's Ryan Seacrest for Safeway. Head in store and shop for all your favorite personal care essentials to earn four times rewards points. Shop for products from Olay, Always, Gillette, Vicks, and Crest. Plus, check out new items like Mr. Clean Magic Eraser Ultra Thick Multi-Surface Cleaner. No more sponges or other cleaning products needed. And Head & Shoulders Bare Soothing Hydration Shampoo, a new kind of anti-dandruff shampoo with only nine ingredients. Offer expires March 26th. Restrictions apply. Promotions may vary. Visit Safeway.com for more details. 
An official message from Medicare. A new law is helping me save more money on prescription drug costs. Maybe you can save too. With Medicare's Extra Help program, my premium is zero and my out-of-pocket costs are low. Who should apply? Single people making less than $23,000 a year or married couples who make less than $31,000 a year. Even if you don't think you qualify, it pays to find out. Go to ssa.gov slash extra help. Paid for by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services. Looking for a better solution to keep your firearms in high-performance condition? Visit RiptideArmory.com for the most advanced proprietary gun cleaning formula on the market. Right now, get up to $40 off any cleaning kit for a limited time on RiptideArmory.com and take advantage of this amazing deal today. Riptide's two-step cleaning kit offers state-of-the-art technology and guaranteed satisfaction. Riptide Armory is a veteran-founded business, and you can trust that all chemicals are American-made and quality-tested. Shop RiptideArmory.com.